0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. I think I got my Dave stink all over Ghana while I was talking about the World Cup. I can't give you live play-by-play because FIFA is very litigious, but uh, Uruguay, up to nothing. I should never talk about the teams that I support. It always goes badly. But let's keep going, Ghana. We can do this thing. So this hour, we've talked about sports. We've talked about movies. Well, let's be Renaissance people. Let's make ourselves more well-rounded by talking about literature with Karen McKay, the communications manager at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Hey, good morning, Karen. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Always happy to be more well-rounded after I chat with you. So let's start off with the winner of the Toronto Book Award, Karen, who took home the honors.
0: Sarah Pauly took it home. So you might remember her as a child actor. She's mm-hmm. also a producer. Mm-hmm, yeah. So she wrote the book. Uh, it's called Run Towards Danger after she had a very, sincere, or a very severe concussion. And one of her therapists said that she needed to run towards the things that were causing her symptoms to be worse. And so she took that idea and she applied it to other areas of her life. So this book has six essays on the failability of memory and the dialogue between her past and present. It's anybody that I've talked to who's read this book, Says it's fantastic. and So yeah, she took home the 2022 Toronto Book Award for that just a couple weeks ago.
1: Karen, it doesn't surprise me because I feel like you and I have talked about this book a couple of times this year and it's either made its way onto short lists or long lists. It's been really well regarded right since the drop.
0: It has. And so if you've got somebody who likes that kind of book, this is an excellent one for Christmas or pick it up for yourself. It's not long. It's six essays, but it'll make you think.
1: Mm, Speaking of a book that would be great around the holiday season, Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, recently added to the SELA collection. Give me a bit of insight on Michelle Obama's book.
0: So this is one that's been much anticipated. She narrates the book as she has in the past, and she opens up this sort of frank conversation with readers about questions that we all wrestle with. How do we create enduring and honest relationships? How do we find community? How do we discover our own strengths? And she also gives us some tools that she uses to sort of overcome some of those issues in her life or that she uses to apply to these questions. So highly anticipated book. We have it in our collection right now in synthetic audio and braille but we're expecting the human narrated audio in the next couple of days. So I wanted to highlight this one because this is one we've had lots of requests on.
1: Mm, people love those human narrated audiobooks, don't they?
0: They do. They're definitely a uh, fan favorite at Sila.
1: Yeah, especially when it's the author who does the narration, right? Because you can feel that genuine earnest nature of the way in which they want to express themselves.
0: Exactly. It's just more on uh, authentic, I mm-hmm. think. So, yeah.
1: There you go. Authentic. I'm looking forward to getting
0: that one in. That's that's the mm-hmm. right word
1: right there. Ernest almost is like a dismissive term. Uh, Karen, you always have a great list of books for us to keep us occupied heading into a weekend. So we'll finish up here with the Sela featured selections, and this one was a no-brainer to mark the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. That's the theme this week. So let's talk about a couple of these. Artificial Divide by Robert Kingett.
0: Right, so Robert's actually edited this book, and he is um, a blind man who's openly gay, and he says in the intro to this book that he remembers reading a book when he was younger about a gay character for the first time, and what impact that had on him to see himself represented in literature and how he was both um, available, like he was both able to sort of follow this particular character and relate to them inside and outside the literary world. So he went looking for books for with blind characters that had a similar sort of theme for him and he couldn't find them. So he's collected 16 essays written by authors who are blind or have low vision. And they show everything from how the characters are hurt, how they get revenge, how they outsmart bullies, or how they go on epic adventures. But what he really wanted to see was characters that didn't have to overcome their blindness to participate in a plot or didn't have to overcome people's perceptions of a character because they were blind. What he wanted were blind characters who dealt with a plot that didn't hinge on their own blindness. So he collected these stories. Some of the the writers are very established. Others are are newer writers. Uh, But it really has a very diverse uh, range of stories, of characters, of nuances. And it's one that we have really been highly anticipating. We've been talking to the editor for a couple of Months now about getting this one in a collection. So we're, we're thrilled. It just came in two weeks ago.
1: That's one that also features a noted columnist from Now with Dave Brown, Lawrence Gunther, has one of the uh, stories in that <laughs> book. So always happy to see Lawrence getting a little bit of extra love here. Let's talk about one from a major, major US disability advocate, Alice Wong, writing a book called Disability Visibility.
0: Right. So folks probably know Alice. She's the founder and director of Disability Visibility Project, which is an online community. And she's written this book, but this is an adaptation for young adults. And what I love about that is that um, because it's an adaptation, there's an intro to each of the stories to give some context and some explanation to the reader so that because it doesn't assume that folks are going to understand what they're about to read and I think it sort of lays the groundwork that we all have something to learn about these different experiences. So this book uh, has 17 eye opening essays about disability. There's a wide range of disabilities represented uh, everything from intellectual to physical there's stories from the deaf community and the blind community and I think like we just talked about what own stories do is offer that really unscentive insight into the complexity and the challenges and in some of the stories the real richness of the disability experience. There's a lot of discussion about ableism and inequality, but there's also a lot about joy and just about um, living a life that is fully formed. So this account asks readers to really think about disabled people, not just as individuals who are to be fixed, and I'm using air quotes for that, but as members of communities with its own history and its own culture and its own, movement. There's stories from the past and the present. There's some uh, stories for future generations in there. And the Chicago Tribune named this one of the best books published in the summer of 2020 and called it Hopeful, Compelling, and Insightful. So it's another one to pick up, especially if you have a young person in your life who wants to learn more about their place in it, whether they have a disability or not, about their place in the world. I think this is a really insightful book, and it helps us understand one another better. Yeah,
1: it's foundational. It's a foundational piece of understanding. It's a really, it's a masterpiece by Alice Wong. If I'm being totally frank, uh, let's move have over. You read to, it? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's I've yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah. long been a fan of Alice's work. I Started following her on social uh, a few years ago, and then yeah, when the book came out, I read it for sure. It's brilliant, brilliant yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, Karen, you know it's one of the interesting things about being a person with a disability. Sometimes we almost don't even know about our own identifications until somebody can crystallize it for us. It's, it's really, it's fascinating that we can go on our own, our own journeys of growth as well. And, you know, that's what readings for uh, Karen, let's talk about sitting pretty with uh, Rebecca Tossig.
0: So this is another person that you may know. This is a memoir in essay form from a disability advocate. She's uh, got an Instagram account called sitting pretty, and she's got a PhD in creative nonfiction and disability studies from the university of Kansas, of Kansas. So through this book, she's processing a lifetime of memories. She paints this really very beautiful, nuanced portrait of a body that looks and moves differently than most and how how she navigates the world in that body. So when she was growing up, she was paralyzed. Uh, she's growing up in the 90s and the early 20s, and she said that she only saw disability depicted as something that was monstrous, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, or inspirational like Helen Keller, or angelic like Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, brother. And none of that felt right. She wanted to see more stories that allowed disability to be complex and ordinary and uncomfortable and painful and fulfilling, the full range of life as it is for every human. And so she wrote these um, these different essays, she reflects on kindness and charity and all the complications of both of those things. About living independently and uh, dependently, and what that means for her. About how she experiences intimacy, and also about the ableism in, in the the media and in just everyday life. So she says that she often gets the message from the world that we're just not thinking about you as at all as disabled people. And I think that this book will flip that on its head for readers because they'll start to think about things differently, which really, as you said earlier, that's what, reading's all about, is to (laughs) let us share each other's stories, right? And really sort of learn more about these things. So it's beautiful. She's a fantastic writer. And if you haven't read this one, it's one I'd highly recommend.
1: Karen, imagine us talking about the virtues of reading. Uh, (laughs) Funny, funny thing that coming from you and me. Uh, Karen, I've got to hold you to 30 seconds on this, but Deaf Utopia by Niall DeMarco.
0: Okay, so some folks may know Niall DeMarco. He's an actor. He was on America's Top Model and Dancing with the Stars. He's uh, deaf and LGBTQ Advocate. He's part of a, a huge Italian family um, in Queens, New York, and he his family's mostly deaf. He was got a twin brother. When his parents found that he out that he was deaf, they they were overjoyed because they wanted him to be part of their culture and so he goes on and tells this story about what it's like to be part of the deaf community how proud he is of that it's sort of like a, a love letter to the american sign language which is his first language beautiful book we get to range of experiences because he's got brothers and parents and grandparents who are all deaf so we see how this family moves through the world they're they're proud and uh loving and just it's a beautiful book
1: karen thank you for this have a great weekend